Welcome to What's Up? Wellness from the Third Floor. This podcast is provided by the Wellness and Health Action Team, also known as WHAT, from Portland State University's Center for Student Health and Counseling, or SHAC. We're located in the old tutoring center suite on the third floor of the University Center building on campus. Our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health-related topics in a way that will be accessible for our non-traditional campus. My name is Miranda, and my pronouns are she, her. My name is Quinn, and my pronouns are he, him. And my name is Julie, and my pronouns are she, her. We're all members of the Wellness and Health Action Team, and we'll be the hosts for this podcast, so let's get into it. Good morning, Miranda. Hi, Julie. How are you? I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. That's good. Well, welcome back to another episode with What's Up. So this week, we'll be continuing with our tech mini-series. So what are we talking about this week? So today, we're talking about blue light and tech fatigue. Awesome. So, um, Julie, tell me a little bit about blue light. What is blue light? Yeah, so blue light is this visible light spectrum that exists in the range from 420 to 480 nanometers, meaning that it's very near on the light spectrum to the invisible ultraviolet, which is commonly known as UV um, light, which are light uh, emitted by the sun. Yeah, um, so because of this short wavelength and high intensity of blue light, it, it can be harmful and beneficial. Um, like Julie said, it imitates the light that's emitted by the sun, at least to your brain. So when your eyes absorb blue light, um, it can act to suppress melatonin, which is the natural hormone that prompts your body to get sleepy when the sun goes down. So if your brain thinks, oh, well, you see blue light, maybe you think that the sun is up, at least your brain does. And so you no longer feel sleepy or tired. Yeah, so um, those are the basics about blue lights. Uh, Miranda, do you want to get us started on how blue lights affect us, our kind of um, physiological part of it? Yeah, so the biggest thing that blue light affects is definitely sleep. And more than 80% of adults report using their devices in the hour before trying to go to sleep. So their smartphone, computer, television, all of these screens, they emit the blue light, which like we said, it can increase your feelings of alertness. Our brain thinks it's time to wake up and start the day. And this messes with our internal clock, our 24-ish, give or take, hours sleep and wake cycle, which is controlled by a part of the brain called the suprachiasmatic nucleus or the SCN. Do you want to talk a little bit about the SCN, Julie? Yeah. So the SCN monitors environmental light levels and produces varying degrees of the sleep hormone melatonin. Um, which we're all familiar with, uh, melatonin helps us sleep at night. So when that gets affected, of course, it'll affect our sleeping schedule and all. Um, that's why when we sleep, we try to sleep in an environment that is dark because, of course, it helps the production of melatonin. And um, seeing the sun in the morning can wake us up and keep us going um, and preventing us from going back to sleep. So blue light like we've talked about 
is emitted through devices, which can confuse the CSN by providing vague and contradictory signals. Yeah, and then this obviously like results in those suppressed melatonin levels like we talked about, which causes sleep disruption, making it harder to fall asleep and stay asleep. Um, Another way blue light can affect you is through digital eye strain. Just too much exposure to blue light can cause this eye strain. Symptoms might include dry, itchy or tired eyes, headaches, and blurred vision. And you might feel like you just can't keep your eyes open for another minute, but you're not really sleepy. So sort of that weird in-between there. Mm Yeah, and just to reiterate what we've been talking about, so increasing exposure to your screen or blue light may affect your sleep quality. This is because blue light and activities done on screen can produce this twofold problems. So in part, blue light is affecting, of course, our the production of melatonin in our bodies and also engaging in activities on our blue light emitting devices such as texting, playing games, watching videos, further stimulates the brain, making it extra hard to relax because our brain is in that constant state of working and trying to be active, which does make it difficult for us to fall asleep at night. Right. It's really hard to go from having your brain turned on, ready to go, ready to have a conversation, to consume media, play a game, and then immediately go to sleep and it's it's very difficult for your brain to do that um and i feel like this just problem became really exacerbated with the covid 19 pandemic like a lot of things Um, we saw an increase in the use of electronic devices and there's new evidence suggesting that increase in screen exposure during lockdown may have been maybe linked to a decline in overall sleep quality of the population yeah personally for me i find this kind of like it's a contradiction because we spent so much time on devices it could be learning online or just working online you know and like we're spending so much time looking at a screen that that can affect our ability to work and so when our ability to work of course will affect the outcome of our work so i just think it's very contradictory. But um, so long term, not getting enough sleep or poor sleep quality, which is a denouement of, of course, exposure to blue light can contribute to the onset of physical health problems such as high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, stroke and different kidney diseases. Um, and we're not going to talk too much about this, but also, of course, lack of sleep can contribute to other um mental health aspects such as depression, anxiety, and of course, other mental health disorder. Yeah. um, And then an overall decline in sleep quality and long-term not getting enough sleep. Um, It can inhibit our ability to learn, form memories, recover from injuries and fight infections and all sorts of things. So yeah, like Julie said, it's a little, it seems a little odd that spending more time on your screen doing work could actually inhibit your ability to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking about doing school and work online, let's talk about Zoom fatigue. So Miranda, what is Zoom fatigue? Yeah. Um. So you guys probably have heard a lot of people talk about zoom fatigue um zoom fatigue it's it's kind of a it's not like a real like medical diagnosis so there's not a 
really super formal definition from like a doctor, but it's similar to exhaustion or burnout, referring to the exhaustion and burnout you may feel after a video call or conference or a series of video calls. Um, Zoom fatigue is caused by multiple factors, including the blue light, but it can also be caused by spending just too much time on video calls with less transition time between each call and not not taking enough breaks for yourself. Um, it can also be caused by a lack of nonverbal communication. So as you all have probably noticed, you cannot naturally convey or interpret gestures and human body language over Zoom. So this makes it really hard for the brain to read communication cues and your brain has to work just extra hard in order to properly communicate. Yeah, and another cause of Zoom fatigue is just that feeling of being trapped because as we all know, we're limited to this perimeter when we are on Zoom and because we're so limited in space, it feels like we can't move anywhere and it's like physically constrained through our webcam. And another cause of Zoom fatigue is just this term called hypergaze. So hypergaze is this intense feeling that the other people on the call are staring at you since the way the cameras work makes it appear that way. Um, When we're in person, of course, there are different people in one room that you can look at when they're speaking and all. But when we're all on the same screen, of course, everyone is being observed at once, which causes us to feel like we have to be attentive and in some way act like we're focusing 24-7, which we can't relax because, of course, we're like constrained to it and that we're always having to be sharp and all. Yeah, and it's... It seems a little funny because I I definitely get that feeling as well that everybody's sort of staring at me while on Zoom, but I know personally, and I'm sure a lot of people can say the same, I mostly look at myself on Zoom. I don't really look at other people too much. Yeah, and that's like, I guess another, I guess we can say it's bad, right? Because in a way, we're like self-criticizing ourselves. Yeah. Can affect your your view of yourself and may lead to or exacerbate symptoms of body dysmorphia oh yeah negative body image for totally sure. yeah and like i think um over the course of quarantine and people using zoom there was a lot of that according to um, many studies and feedbacks people yeah. saw that that people were more self-critical about themselves because you're spending such a long time during the day staring at yourself on a screen right, you know watching yourself talk and, and, yeah. and mm-hmm. judging yourself um it, i guess it, it sometimes feels like everybody else is judging you but probably you were doing the most judging of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no. Yeah, so overall, um, these Zoom fatigue, it's caused by lots of things, including the self-view video, the crowd of faces on the screen, the expectation to stay in view of the camera, and the lack of nonverbal cues from others. And all of this just really taxes and overwhelms the brain and makes it so the brain has to work so, so hard in order to do basic communication that it, it it knows how to do it's just it's just hard for our brains mm-hmm. um and so zoom fatigue it affects everybody and i think that's really important like 
everybody can be affected by this. Um, women do report experiencing it at about 13.8% higher rates than men in one study, but that that's not a huge difference. Like everybody's experiencing this, I feel. Oh yeah, that's there's no doubt that we have all experienced Zoom fatigue despite the amount of time we've spent on it. So for those who may not know if they have Zoom fatigue or not, some of the symptoms may include forgetfulness and difficulty concentrating, um, difficulty maintaining relationships and being present with people when they're actually in person because you're so used to kind of seeing everyone at once on a screen. Um, and frustration, irritability it's because of technical difficulties which is something that all of us have experienced um, when everything got moved online and physical symptoms such as muscle tension pain fatigue and insomnia are also um, symptoms of fatigue and of course insomnia is not a surprise when it comes to zoom fatigue because like we've talked about throughout this episode it's just that production of melatonin and how it affects your ability to get a good night's sleep right um so I guess moving to our next talking point, um, we've talked about blue light, we've talked about Zoom fatigue, um, all of these things just really putting a strain on our bodies and our brains and making it harder to go about our days. So Julie, what are some ways that we can help reduce some of this tech fatigue? Yeah, so the first is um, when using your cell phone, tablet, computer, or any of the digital devices, we recommend to wear like computer glasses or known as blue light glasses. Um, that way it can protect your eyes from being strained when you're looking at a screen and all, and kind of providing that protection from the blue light that is being emitted from the screens. Yeah, I love my blue light glasses. It's it's hard to wear them when I have like a mask on. Oh yeah. It's hard to wear glasses in general with a mask, but I was I'm just about to say glasses yeah. has been a struggle for everyone throughout this oh, pandemic yeah. when it fogs <laughs> up when you're but out in the if cold. You're at home and you don't need to wear a mask cuz you're by yourself. Blue light glasses. I, I love my blue light glasses. Yeah. Um, another way you can help reduce tech fatigue is practice the 20-20-20 rule. So every 20 minutes or so, stop what you're doing on your screen, shift your gaze 20 feet away, and focus on another object for about 20 seconds. So maybe you're sitting here, you're watching TV 20 minutes later, like, like that's about how long an episode is at the end of your tv episode you pause it you look across the room look at like a painting on your wall or some sort of something that you have something that isn't emitting blue light something that isn't emitting that blue yeah. light something physical real life object um Another thing you can do is blink your eyes quickly 20 times um either during this like 20 minute stop um, or just in general, um, quickly blinking your eyes can be a good refresher for them. Um, and all of this, it's important to practice your eye hygiene. It gives your eyes a break and reduces the stress you're putting on your eyes and constraints that could lead to other eye problems. Um, and if you are feeling like there's changes to your eyes or your vision, which it can come over time naturally. It may have nothing to do with increased screen time. Just it's so important to make an appointment with your optometrist and get your comprehensive eye exams. And people at Shack can help you find a optometrist that's on your insurance as well. 
Yeah. And speaking of eye hygiene and all, it's, I mean, it's overall, it's very important for us to remember to practice these healthy practices as we spend a lot of time working from home, working online. Is when you're practicing, for example, the 2020 rule, you can also like, get out of the house, go on a walk, you know, like for 20 minutes, go on a walk if you have that 20 minutes, because walking and allowing yourself to be kind of outside of that environment of that working environment is also very good for you. Yeah. Um, and so I think that sort of leads to like, why we wanted to talk about this. Um, we've been doing distance learning and distance working for so long now, um, maybe ab about to enter into our third calendar year of the pandemic, crazy to think, but it's it's hard to recognize the effects that distance learning has on our body. Um, we've been doing it so long, our body may have acclimated to new conditions, to our new normal, and we may not be used to taking those breaks that are just so important um, for our health. Yeah. And speaking of acclimatization, it's important for us to not kind of adopt to that or adapt to that new lifestyle because we know that in the long run, for the long term, it will affect our health in a detrimental way. And so we want to remember to practice all of these healthy hygiene, you know, practices that will protect us from these harmful effects of just not blue lights, but other contributors um, that may appear when we're working from home or working online. Right. Taking care of our eyes, taking care of our brains, our sleep schedules, our bodies, um, taking care of ourselves. We love ourselves. We want to take care of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, this, I think this is a great opportunity to remind myself as a person to practice these because not gonna lie at times when I'm just typing an essay, I'm just so engaged. I'm like, oh, an hour has passed by. And I've literally been staring at a screen for a whole hour with no right. breaks. And I feel it because at the end of like after a, a like an hour or two, my eyes it starts to get so dry. And I'm just like, definitely. Oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> it just hurts. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are the things that we wanted to talk about for blue lights and all next week's episode we're it which is also our last episode for the tech mini series we're going to be talking about setting boundaries and why it is so important especially that like we've been mentioning throughout this whole series spending so much time on our tech devices and all is really important for us to remember to set boundaries and um being able to know our limits and all yeah and i think on that note um sort of maybe a preview to setting these boundaries um all of these different things we've talked about, ways you can reduce tech fatigue. It doesn't have to be this big grand gesture. You can you can start small. Um, maybe you're on your right now. You're on your computer for six hours straight. Maybe you take a five minute break in the middle of that. So every three hours you take a break. That's better than nothing. And maybe you you just can't take a break every twenty minutes to stare away, um, or you forget, and that's totally okay. Um, and just anything little can still lead to good benefits. So yeah, it's so I just, important to not like beat yourself up about it because you cannot achieve the most like perfect 
like health practices right now. Yeah. And I think this goes back to our what first episode when we talk about making changes mm-hmm. and all to our life. It's really important for us to take like little steps and just yeah. not make these drastic changes because those are the ones that are very hard to adapt to and to continue on with. Instead, start with something little, something that is easy, you know, that is tangible that you can do. Um, Just like, I don't know, just five minutes break when you're typing and all it doesn't have to be like a whole 20 minute it could be like five or ten first and then when you're like oh i'm getting used to it then just increase your time but not too long because then they'll get you distracted right. but you're in a way balance. yeah finding that balance yeah finding that right balance is very important and that's kind of like a preview for our next episode boundaries knowing yeah. your balance and knowing your limits and all right so. and so me and julie will see you guys next week um, have a wonderful rest of your week, your, week, your time, and we will see y'all later. Yes. Thank you, Miranda. Bye. Bye, Julie. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the What's Up podcast. We'll catch up with you next week. We at Shack are fully committed to the physical and emotional health and wellness of PSU students. Please call ahead to use our health services for flu shots, free COVID testing, or general appointments at 503-725-2800. Counseling services are still available via telehealth, and you can schedule your appointments by calling that same number at 503-725-2800. If you're looking for more health and wellness resources, you can check out our online health magazine that gets sent to your pdx.edu email every Wednesday, or you can download the CampusWell app. Also, feel free to check out the virtual MindSpa experience to rest, relax, and rejuvenate wherever you have internet access. We will be including resources links in the episode description as well as a link to the episode transcript. If you have any questions about health, wellness, shack, or anything we discussed in this podcast, please fill out the Google form in the episode description. Thanks for listening and take care. We'll see you next week on What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor.